At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Hey, this is Audio Hygiene. It's the podcast where we get into educational films, avant-garde films, weird documentaries, and the like. Uh, this is Matt. Who are you? I'm Andrew. Nice to be here. Yeah, and uh, we're, I, you know, maybe we'll listen back and there'll be like some awesome intro that we always do that's not here because this is our first recording. But uh, Sure. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think things through like that far, but... Um, yeah, I've always had a weird obsession of throwing on educational films and making other people watch them, as as you well know. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. And I, I hope that we'll get a little bit of an insight as to why that is. Yeah, I just you know, show up at parties and start... I, well, I was watching one of our films like here, right? So I was, Oh, nice. I, I have disc, discs upon discs of this stuff. I don't think they release so much of it anymore, but like in the early 2000s, you could just find these things all over the place. Yeah, no, I, I'm not even sure how many of the, you know, thousands of those things that were made, uh, how many of them were just like thrown in the garbage, you know, or just tossed out when, when video came around, you know? Yeah, I guess so, a lot, a lot of these things are on YouTube now, which is the point yeah. here. Like, if we're talking about it, you should not. Maybe the quality is like not the best, but you should be able to find it on YouTube if we're talking about it. Um, yeah, yeah. And and today is your job fitting in. <laughs> so, uh, of course, an important thing to do. So, uh, Andrew, can you give us maybe like the, the four or five sentence uh, TV guide summary of this one? Sure. I think this one was made in about 1969. And this is the do's and don'ts of how to act and fit in when you get a new job. And so it is split up into the do and the don't, but they left out. <laughs> Or <laughs> are, are they it's split up into the don't and the don't, but they left off the do part. Like there's no real indication of what you should do at work. In yeah. This one. Yeah, it's like my high school photography teacher, he'd always say, Well, you know, mentally you don't want to be like, um, don't close the door. It's better to say keep the door open, right? Because then you're hearing keep the door. That's what you're actually hearing. Whereas if you hear you don't close the door, you're still hearing close the door. So uh, Yeah. No, that's one, a this this one's definitely telling you to close the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was, I had never seen this one before, which will be the case for most of these. Oh, even for me, this one, this one is straight up on YouTube, and I, I think I first saw it last week, and I was like, oh, that's a good one. To, it's it's kind of yeah. fun. It's you know, I want to save a few of my my big guns for a little down the line, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But I, I thought this would be fun to start because we got, um, was it Lloyd and what's the other, uh, Stan, Lloyd and Stan. So, right. Uh, what was it? Was it Highlights Magazine where they used to have Goofus and Gallant? And that is exactly what I thought of when I began watching this. And I assumed that after we watched, was, Lloyd was the lazy guy, right? The one yeah. who didn't pay attention at the, the first guy that they, you know, on the job, fitting in. This is the way for, you know, it, it starts out where, you know, the boss is basically saying, Lloyd, we're going to have to let you go. You just don't fit in. And so he get, then runs down the line of all the things that he did uh, that made him not fit in at work, which is he was terrible. 
He didn't have any interest in the job whatsoever. He sucked at it. And his attitude toward it sucked. He was somewhere between uh, Ron Livingston in um, an office space. And <laughs> after he decided he didn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, goofus. But um, that was it was just really interesting the way they did him. And I assumed, okay, now we're going to see what he should have done. We're going to see the gallant part. They didn't really give us that. No, no, Stan sucks harder. He's I mean, worse. I mean, you know, at least you could probably party with Lloyd, you know? He'll have to Lloyd sit there seemed, in the corner. Yeah, I mean, people that see it are going to relate to Lloyd. What's going to happen is when they see Stan, they're going to be like, oh, God, Stan works at the place I do. Because L- Lloyd needs to be like hot rodding, you know, around Big Sur and, 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 and musing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you can tell he, you know, I mean, it. it it's interesting because you know these movies were really made um, bet- around the pre-counterculture times of the late '60s, and this was like right on the edge. So it's got that goofy setup of the old ones, but it sort of addresses counterculture with the character of Lloyd, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, um, and and the people who suck harder are the, all the coworkers. <laughs> I mean, this is who wants to work in this office? I, I think I do own um, Ken Kiefer's Paisley shirt. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's in this closet here. Oh, mine's long sleeve, which is cooler. His was short sleeve, but uh, I, know, I noticed. I noticed that. I should have worn that for this. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, no, that would have been great. That would have been, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. I may not have even made the connection, honestly. Okay, we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll make that happen as, as you, uh, I don't know. Why don't you tell us about the HR guy with no eyebrows? Oh, God. You know, what's interesting here is that um, people, usually when they watch these movies, these old educational films, they're just like, they're laughing at them. But the honest truth is that these people that made these movies really thought they were helping people. I mean, they, they honestly really thought that this was going to make people's lives better and we're going to make people happier. Like you're going to be happier at your job if this is the way you are. You're not going to be happy at your job and probably going to lose your job if you act like this or this. I honestly have to say the HR guy, he's, it's, a, it's an archetype that hasn't really changed that much. You know, We can say we know a guy or identify a little with Lloyd. And we can say we know a guy maybe uh, that's like uh, Stan. But the, <laughs> but the HR guy, he's like timeless i think yeah but those eyebrows man um who, who did he remind me of he definitely reminds me of a another a more modern actor i don't know i got a, a a little bit of like david cross meets frank oz with that guy yeah except that guy has eyebrows yeah here we go got found, found that paisley shirt <laughs> that's rocking that's so good have you worn that on stage ever i feel like i recognize it i think i probably wore it on stage the last time we did a gig oh man okay <laughs> maybe why i recognize it yeah yeah so um let's see what else i got i got jack marks tool <laughs> paul sucks product manager <laughs> so yeah that was him <laughs> yeah i um i i was shocked by stan actually i was shocked that this would be an uh, a stereotype that would have existed back then because honestly by the time i was in the workforce they called people like stan go-getters and this was more of an attitude they kind of wanted you to have like he's I don't know. A lot of educational films seem to, st- or from that period of time anyway, seem to stress conformity equals happiness. 
And so if you fall in line, you read the employee handbook, you do all these things, you don't ask too many questions, you don't, but now they want like innovators and stuff. And so it's weird kind of how Stan has circled back around to not being such a don't. I think actually in Japan, he's pretty much a don't. Okay. (laughs) I wish I could say the same for a year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a fine line. I mean, he was being a dick. He was, he was second guessing everything everybody did. And I knew a guy who instead of doing actual work went around and like talked to everybody about their work and tried to make everything better, but he never actually did anything. <laughs> I right. was like, man, he's got it locked up, doesn't he? Well, <laughs> at my current job, I, um, I rarely go to the, the main school just for meetings, right? Uh, it's, and I usually work at a different place. So I do find myself often when there's a few minutes at the main school having nothing to do and like, talking crap when people probably have something better to do but oh gosh i'm oh, about to leave i'm about to leave anyway so <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there's there is a part where he's shown like they say he's wasting his co-workers time by standing there and talking to them and yeah i've also worked with people who are excellent at keeping you they they want to see how long they can like it's a game to them how long they can keep you from your job <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, occasionally I'm talking about, oh, crap, I probably should shut up now. Um, I mean, <laughs> Lloyd's main Lloyd's main problem is all those questions. If he wasn't asking so many annoying questions, he'd probably be good to go. He's a dreamer, man. He's not part of your system. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I, it, it's just odd that it kind of, I mean, earlier I said that, that um, Lloyd may, may have been sort of indicative of, of uh, counterculture or, or m- more of like their way of representing that or or sort of speaking to that because times were, you know, they're quite different uh, than they were when the educational films were in their boom. And I think that um, it's possible that uh, having Stan in there too, they're like, okay, it's okay to not conform, but this is like a nonconformist attitude. That's really not helpful. I mean, (laughs) would that be a fair statement? Yeah, I mean Lloyd's, you know, Shakespearean fatal flaw is that he's stupid. <laughs> if he could, if he could <laughs> just figure true. it out on, if he could just figure it out on his own, he'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, I don't know. Like, I, I sat there thinking because I've been in management too, and I was sitting there thinking, all right, I know I would hate Stan, and I know I would be angry at Lloyd, but I wouldn't necessarily hate him. I would just wonder why he's working at all. Well, the uh, yeah. office space reference I put down is Stan needs to be on the uh, receiving end of that fax machine beat down. <laughs> <laughs> Stan needs to go. Yeah, no, he uh, he would if he, if he became the boss, he would definitely institute flair. I think. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah, of course, <laughs> L- slightly different, but that's cool. Although I it, I, I did notice um, watching it last night. So I've watched this twice. Um, I, I noticed that. Stan seems to have designed the uh, saucer section of the uh, Enterprise. <laughs> this is what they show his page. I'm like, that's that's the Enterprise saucer section. It's probably a wheel or something, but <laughs> probably, yeah. No, that was interesting to see the drawings. You know, I thought a great way, <laughs> a great insert shot. If you wanted to make this into a comedy, would just be you know put like a naked woman <laughs> instead of the blueprints <laughs> to see he's drawn a naked woman. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, and they make the big deal about time cards. I, I've screwed up my time card a few times, but it's in Japanese, so I think I can get away, you know? Yeah, like, no, you are. They, he, uh, he doesn't want to wait in the line to punch out, so he just yeah. doesn't. 
They got several, you know, English speaking workers, but you still have to choose the correct kanji when you uh, punch in and out. Yeah, I was going to say it's your money. So you may want to learn that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've only screwed up once or twice, but one of my other coworkers, I, I, I guess he's he's a, he's a he's Lloyd with Stan's can do attitude, but I, I know he regularly forgets his time card. <laughs> I don't know. That was one thing I was thinking. I was like, which of the I, I know I don't fall into either category, but what side do I lean toward? You know, and I definitely lean toward Lloyd, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, my notes definitely do that because I just start going on beatnik ramblings about him where Stan, <laughs> I just want to kick his ass. So, <laughs> right. yeah, I don't identify. I mean, there's something to be said, right, for for uh, trying to come up with newer and better ways. But that's not the like sole identity of someone who works. You know, oh, ultimately, things have to get done. The, the, the other thing that Lloyd does that does make him an idiot. So we, we can't really like him too much is uh he passes the buck right you don't yeah do that. That, that 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 is being a dick <laughs> so, I, i'm trying to no go ahead go ahead like if he didn't ask all those questions and he didn't throw blame over he could easily just be like a shadow there you know yeah <laughs> sometimes it's best sorry what do you have no, I was going to say and another thing that I, I uh, thought was pretty cool um, was that because this is made in 69, which, again, I believe was right on the cusp of when these movies changed uh, from being like the the old style, which was just very kind of like uh, I had like a like instructional more of like this is how you live. This is how you will be happy. Like there was no, you know, middle ground. Uh, to being more of a verite style, which is you know more like the uh, the ones that came in the early seventies and mid seventies, um, there was two black people in this one. In the yeah, I mean in the office, just background. But the, the one guy had the line, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the secretary or something like she was she was presented as being in a position of authority of some kind, because uh, when they go around with Lloyd saying this person does this, this person does this. This person does this. And of course, later they're showing him like, hey, man, who does that? Where do I go for that? Like he, he didn't, you know, he was just like, I mean, he was probably writing poetry in his head or, you know. But, yeah, I think by the late 60s, they were like kind of going out of their way to at least put like a little bit of variety on screen. Yeah, that was one of the big differences I noticed from some of the older ones that I've seen. And it kind of gives away uh, the time period a little bit, which is I, I thought cool. Uh, because you wonder, like, kids are seeing this in class, probably up through, I mean, if it was made in 69, they were definitely seeing it maybe up in, even until, like, the early 80s before videotape. Right. So I guess it's kind of, I guess, like, a Sesame Street had sort of the same thought when it started, you know, just where they wanted to have the, uh, the, the multi-ethnic cast and so forth and yeah yeah no it was that i thought was kind of cool about it because you don't want to what i was saying while you're getting up getting this shirt is that you don't want to completely dismiss this stuff as like inept filmmaking or you know really stupid or being made by idiotic people they were actually uh they, they knew what they were doing they had an idea and they were i feel genuinely trying to help people even if the way they went about it was sometimes a little skewed like i'm gonna harp on the ending of this thing not once do people get an example of what they want the ideal worker to be. It's just of what not to do. But they're, they're they at the end. What do they say? They they show no eyebrows again, you know. And he's sort of talking while the narrator's going, and you see like the handbook. So it's like do this and do this, but it's very like just hey, before we completely end, 
make sure you do these things, but it's not even an instruction. I want an example of how to be a good worker. <laughs> if I'm going to watch this, right? You, you've got to watch his coworkers. They, they've all got it together. They make no mistakes. I it's guess so, right? It's a machine. These guys are just the wrench. <laughs> yeah, no, true. I guess that's a great point. Uh, if you want to see how to act, watch everybody around these guys because they try not to punch uh, Stan in the face. And you can see that they really want to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you're asking me what's the charm of these. To me, part of it is, you know, a feature production. There's always some pretense. You know, the set design has been really well thought out. Uh, yeah. You know, you got actors with some notable egos. And I'm sure you do in some of these. But just the filters out for most of the educational films. Like, oh, I feel sure. like you're getting an actual... Like, I feel like you get more of an actual window into 1969 here than you would, say, an Easy Rider, right? Which isn't, oh. I wasn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Because you think about the, the actors you see in these things, um, I don't think anybody uh, that you would might have seen later in television or film is going to show up in these. These people were making, like, 20 bucks for the whole day. Community they, service. You know, yeah community service conditions of parole i mean they were um they were not they were not uh they were that, that was the whole point was they couldn't seem phony you know they had to seem more like real people and as far as the productions themselves were concerned it was yeah very utilitarian but you can't sell the idea of the real world and how to act in the real world if the p people watching it don't buy this as reality and having actors and getting too dramatic um, is just going to blow that whole thing out. And yeah, uh, at least up through the eighties, I, I guess that once you get to the nineties, you know, regular people do have more production tools, so it doesn't hold quite as true, but all the way through the eighties, it's pretty much what you're getting with these films. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, you know, um, you're supposed to look at them and go like, Hey, that looks like somebody I know. Hey, that is somebody. I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> If, if say you were making if one of us were making something like this now not that we'd be making your job fitting in i think but we would be putting a little more pretense and trying to think oh how can i art this out a bit which they really weren't doing when they made this because they only have so many feet of film they only got so much time they don't have digital tools or any of that so yeah and it's a good point to make that i i'm not the expert on this but i would venture to guess these things were produced far outside of hollywood and the studio system yeah i don't think this is one but uh, I, I know as we do this, Lawrence, Kansas is definitely going to come up oh, as, okay. as one of the centers. Midwest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. That makes total sense. I don't think I'm going to ask this question for every film because it's pretty clear for the next one. But um, who, well, who was the intended audience for this? Did, did you think they were shown in like high schools or what? Uh, it's hard to say because I would say on average, educational films were being shown uh, to kids in classrooms. But... I'm trying to think of who would be the ideal audience for fitting in on the job. And I'd have to say probably high school, like seniors, you know, yeah. people that they presumed as going to go into the workforce without any prior workforce experience uh, and presumably going into like office jobs. This, I would say probably 10, 11, 12 grade. And I guess in 69, it was a little more common to finish high school and go straight into an office job. So, I mean, that's how you have a happy life. That's yeah. conformity. Because now you go to college or, or you end up in the McDonald's or something, right? <laughs> I mean, I was just reading an article today how like an MBA is like not something people want anymore. Like exactly kind of what it means to employers, what an MBA kind of means. And it just means that they've been to school but not been to work. Right. Yeah, I guess for me, one of the things that uh, 
I, I well, one of the reasons I live in Japan, I just somehow dodged the crippling student debt thing. So mm. yeah, that no, that is the ability to do what I wanted, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to kind of wonder sometimes when um, whose agenda are they really pushing these movies? You know, you follow the follow the money or lack of and see who the producers are. And, you know, it's like, well, McGraw Hill, they sold textbooks. So the books were, or the movies were there to help sell them the textbooks, but you get into like ones that are sponsored by corporations and stuff. And you're like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got Monsanto, which uh, there are some, there are some Monsanto films on the list. I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Disneyland, when it opened, or a couple of years after it opened, had Monsanto's House of the Future. Monsanto's House of the Future? <laughs> no do you like your, your molecular structure change after you come out of it? It was open for a few years, and it was like made completely of plastic, and like they couldn't knock it down. It just was like sitting in an abandoned corner of Disneyland, because the wrecking ball just like bounced off, because it was like... <laughs> I'm not surprised to hear that, but what a great image. So eventually <laughs> they had to spend a bunch of money and go and just like basically rip it apart by hand. I mean, you don't want to melt it. I mean, what would that release? Doesn't, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we're wrapping up uh, your job. So uh, you want to give them your, your Twitter handle or whatever? Oh, yeah. sure. Um, my name is Andrew Shear. You can find me on Twitter at Gonzorific, G-O-N-Z-O. R-I-F-F-I-C. That's also my Instagram account and um, gonzorific.com as well. If you want to buy some movies that I've made, I have made an educational film very recently and it is on YouTube. It's called uh, wash your face or wear your mask, wash your hands. And uh, it's not super educational at all. It's just got a girl jumping around uh, on a bed wearing a, a low cut dress and wearing a, a misfits mask. But okay. you get the idea. A lot of people want to see that too. So, okay, <laughs> probably well, more people. <laughs> yeah, my my handle's the same on YouTube. Them G O N Z O R I F F I C. This, this is literally the first recording. I, I just I started a um uh, uh, audio hygiene pod Twitter account. I haven't done anything okay. yet, but we'll probably be something there. I'll probably have something on Facebook if you want to hang out there. Of course, my. My other podcast is Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, which, oh, God, now I got to do the letters. You know how problematic this is for me at <laughs> MLSFSPod, which is on Twitter and Facebook. And now if you do go there on Twitter, you are talking to me because uh, Luke gave up the Twitter for the year. He did. <laughs> yeah. Last year, he Probably. stopped drinking, made it um, the whole year without drinking. So I guess this year, he's like, I'm not scrolling down any screens, which is probably, actually, that's probably better than not drinking. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, this particular period of time might be best to give up Twitter, yeah, because you'll, uh, that's that's going to be a time suck and a soul suck and just a plain old suck, I think. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm Twitter immune because I just go and, you know, post directly the shows and if someone says something, I might, you know, give them a response so I, I yeah i mean they anything. they say engagement is the key so the more you participate in discussions and threads that are interest you the more you have a presence then people follow then people listen uh but man that's almost like that's taking up as much time as it would to record a podcast possibly longer yes <laughs> anyway <laughs> the lesson is finished today for this podcast so y'all have a groovy one
Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done.